It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan, and we are fortunate enough now to be joined in the lead-up to the 2021 NFL Draft by Stephen Jones here on your home of the Cowboys. And a good afternoon, sir. How are you? Good afternoon, guys. Doing well. We are having a fantastic time talking about this. How tough is it for you guys to know for sure what your contingencies and plan look like with the 10th overall pick six days out? You know, we feel good about it. I think we're getting a, a heartbeat. You're always going to have surprises. I mean, that, that's without you know, comes knowing that's probably going to happen at the end of the day. But, uh, you know, the more you get your hands around everything, uh, you know, we just feel really good about where we, where we sit right now. And, uh, you know, I, I, there's going to be a really, really good football player sitting there for us, uh, you know, when we pick. We don't have to have everything fall just right and, uh, know that uh, things are, are, I think things are really going to work out for us and we're going to come away with a quality, quality football player. Steven, I don't know how many fans realize this, but I believe I'm right in assuming that like you guys and other NFL teams, you guys do mock drafts, don't you, to kind of see how this might look in different ways? We actually do. It's just, uh, you know, it's interesting because, you know, our guys are well-versed in this and they obviously – uh, you know, have visited with different teams around the league about different things and, you know, not on the road as much as we normally are. So there's not as much conversation, but, uh, you know, it's really good to go through those mock drafts and see what, the, uh, you know, you never know when they're going to come up with a scenario in one of those mock drafts that's interesting and you have to address it and, you you know, see what that might mean. Now, you know, at the end of the day, we think we cover most of them, but it is, you know, I think productive, uh, you know, in our particular case, I think they're sure productive to go through the first round and up to our uh, second pick in the uh, second round there, then uh, I think that's productive. Okay, so I asked that because last year when I would do the stupid mock draft simulators, anytime that C.D. Lamb made it to 17, I would just reboot the simulator because I'd be like, guys, that's not going to happen. Um, and then it did. <laughs> So when you guys were doing that, how often did you think you would have to consider a receiver? You know, I don't think that we had one. So it, I guess our mock drafts weren't doing well <laughs> in terms of showing us lamb because all the ones we did never had us getting CD lamb. And uh, uh, so it was real interesting when he fell all the way to us. And, you know, obviously sometimes our mock drafts are more jaded with how we rate the board versus – how the league might rate the board. Or, and, you know, every team has different systems, uh, different offensive systems, different defensive systems, and, you know, can rate players differently. So, you you know, you never know for sure how things are going to shake out. And, you know, then you get into the needs that teams have and, you know, what they're really, uh, you know, what they may think is a unique player, we may think is a good player and vice versa. And, so it's uh, that's why it's good to have those mock drafts, and sometimes you probably can't have enough of them. Okay, so I asked all of those just to get to this. When you guys are running those, have you seen any scenarios where no tight end is picked in the top nine picks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you you don't have to look very far. Just uh, we, have a, we have a version of what we call the clips that really, you know, compiles all the media that's about the Cowboys that we get every day and, you don't have to look very far and see mock drafts that, uh, you know, have no tight end getting picked in the top nine picks. So, certainly, uh, you know, that that wouldn't be a, 
knocked you off your feet scenario uh, in terms of, uh, you know, a tight end not being picked in the top nine picks because we believe there's, you know, especially if you just say, hey, there's five quarterbacks that could go in the top ten. I think there's going to be, you know, there's 14, 15 players that are worthy of being picked in the top ten if you say all five quarterbacks are. Steven, one of your great secret weapons is Jerry. Just get him on the phone. He gets those general managers to tell him who he's gonna they're gonna pick. That's all you have to do. Just let him start making I've never <laughs> seen a I've never seen a general manager get other general managers to make to admit who they were gonna pick. There you go. You have it. Not many of them will do it, but every now and then you get one who'll speak up for you. So uh it's 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 rare, but uh if anybody could get someone to drop drop their uh drop their shield, if you will, and, and, and get them maybe every now and then to, to say what might be on their mind. But I'd say that's probably pretty rare, Brian. No, I tell I you mean, what, I yeah. know you and I, have, you and I have seen it, but it's not often. Yeah, I, I saw him do it with Carl Peterson and Frank Gillum. He had him on the phone. Each had him on the phone, and then, hey, you guys made the trade. But, Stephen, real quick, uh, the how close and, and how difficult has it been to have to evaluate – with what you have with Patrick Sertan and J.C. Horn. I mean, we're talking like it could go either way. How has that been in the war room for you guys battling on those two guys? Yeah, I mean, it's a, obviously a great debate. They're all, you know, they're top, top, top players in the draft. And, you know, they all, you know, they have unique qualities. Uh, one has some that the other doesn't have, and the other has some that uh, the other one might not have. So it's a... You know, a really unique uh, debate, and we'll, that debate goes on right now. I can assure you there's been no no final decision on that. Uh, but obviously, as you know, Brian, as we can get into some very lengthy and long discussions, and that'll obviously probably only heat up and, and get even more intense uh, as, uh, you know, as we get into the first part of next week as you really start to roll up your sleeve. Uh, strategize and really get your board down to exactly exactly how you want it. Talking draft year with Stephen Jones. You know, talking about Pitts there, as good as he is with, you know, how Jerry's talked about him, could you see a scenario where he's on the board and you still pass on him? Yeah, I'm not, I won't get into that. That's just uh, too much speculation for me. Uh, you know, you, obviously I said the other day, uh, you know, these tight end uh, tight ends can be, especially special ones, can be huge mismatches. And, you know, you've seen New England have a tremendous amount of success winning world championships with it. Uh, certainly Kansas City's been dominant with uh, that's probably the best tight end in the league in Kelsey. And uh, even San Francisco with their tight end Kittle uh, really uh, was a big part of the reason they made it to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So, no, those guys are unique, and they certainly create matchup issues. And certainly, uh, you know, Pitts is a, a you know a rare one. So, uh, you know, he's a great football player. Now, of course, I've been here trying to talk these uh, you know football lifers into how fun it would be with four wide receivers, okay. you know, at premium assets, and they <laughs> they look at me like I'm crazy. Steve, is there a, is there a law of diminishing return on on BPA at a certain position, or or could you stand in there and fire again? Say that again. I'm sorry, you cut out. Is there a law uh, when it comes to BPA? If you're stacked up at a at a position like, you know, we were talking about wide receiver, and an, another premium wide receiver would make it historic, right? 
Is there a law of diminishing return on BPA to you that, hey, we, we just cannot do this one again? Or, you know, are those players that good? I don't think so. I mean, I, I just think when you, you have those type of weapons, obviously you see Kansas City getting it done with, a, you know, a, a lot of different weapons. And, uh, you know, they're, they're explosive and they're very difficult to match up with and very difficult to, uh, you know, slow down, well, you know, when they have a hot hand. Uh, you know, they'll say, you know, the only thing that probably slowed them a little is losing, you know, losing offensive line, linemen tackles. And even when you got great weapons and a great quarterback, if, the, you know, if the guy doesn't have time to, to – to, to throw it, then it creates issues. And, you know, obviously that was a big part of our problem last year when we lost, uh, you know, three of our starters and, you know, then lost depth to boot. And, uh, you know, it just creates issue when you can't protect your quarterback. And you can't – and it makes it difficult to run it as well. Uh, certainly Zeke had, you know, when you don't have that group up front that you're used to, uh, it's not uh, – <laughs> it's a different look uh, when you get the ball. How appealing does that potentially make um, a couple of guys that are maybe left tackles in college but could play guard in the NFL if you have the right guy available at 10 there? Do, do you guys factor in Tyron's health, and is LC going to be back all the way and consider kind of doubling down on the strength of the team there? Well, I'll start with the fact that we believe that uh, both Tyron and Lyle and Zach are going to come into this season – uh, as as good as we've seen them in a long time. I mean, they're they're healthy. They're they're over their injuries. We feel very optimistic. Uh, uh, you know what they can do, and uh, you know it's a huge plus that they've uh, really done amazing. Uh, you know, after they uh, had their injuries, they've rehabbed from them, and we feel like uh, you know they're they're ready to roll. And not only we're we gonna have a great year this year, but uh, several years to come. So. Well, that's a huge plus. But at the end of the day, obviously, we had as much success as anyone taking a, a left tackle in college and, and make them an all-pro guard in Zach Martin. And certainly Connor Williams has done a nice job for us. But uh, certainly those left tackles in college, uh, you know, depending on their length and how you feel about them, can move down in there and do, uh, you know, become very special as a guard at our level. Steven, this might be an unfair question because you're still working through your, your board and stuff, but are you noticing like a pocket of different positions where there seems to be three, four, five guys stacked in there in certain rounds? Is, is there a couple positions that you can you can kind of talk to us about that, hey, Brian, I'm, I'm seeing these cornerbacks, these defensive ends, offensive tackles is there something that you've you've kind of noticed a little bit of a trend that you've seen a bunch of quality pocket of players at yeah i think there's some some spots that some years are, are better than others some years are worse than others i will say this it seems like there's always a bunch of receivers right and, uh, you know obviously with the college game where it's gone uh you know they certainly are producing the receivers and you get to see them do it uh you know time and time again and they're who just uh you know finished up another round of going through receivers again and boy it's uh makes your eyes blur at the end because there's you know there is a large quantity of receivers throughout the draft but you do get positions at times where you see hey this is where we have some offensive linemen ranked and 
you know, we might have an opportunity there if we're willing to be patient, maybe to pick someone up there where there's quite a few guys that we have, you know, ranked more, you know, middle of the type of draft that uh, might be a good fit for us. Steven, thanks so much for making time. We look forward to catching up with you next week. Hey, thanks, guys. Always a pleasure to be on.